Hello, welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer, introducing the new podcast, which is the place for moms to find encouragement, hope, and inspiration, where we're supporting moms in the trenches of motherhood. You will receive practical tips and strategies to address the developmental needs of your children with a positive parenting perspective in mind. Here at Moms Changing the World, we are moms on the journey of changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Welcome back to Moms Changing the World. This is a cool walker, nurse practitioner, and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer. Welcome you, welcome you back for a bonus episode. I am very excited to have with us Key Haynes, who is uh, one of the mom podcasters that I interviewed um, on a previous episode. So if you missed the, the full interview about her mothering journey, please uh, check that out. But I came across a podcast for their podcast for This Is Us when I fell in love with this show um, on NBC right at the very beginning of uh, when it first came out as a pilot. And then I always am looking for more more information about my the shows that I love, more breakdown, things I might have missed, and just more fun. And I don't often have a lot of people in my immediate circles who watch the same shows. And so I found that some of the after shows um, are a great way to, to have that, that conversation extended. So after buzz TV is a popular one that I would go to. And I was like, Oh, I want more, I want more. And so then when I searched it is when I came across uh, Key and her husband Clyde's podcast, I think a few months into it. And I'll let her tell a little bit about how they started the podcast, but welcome Key. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into this? Thanks. I'm glad to hear that the SEO is working. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Key Haynes. I'm a screenwriter and podcaster. My husband and I co-host uh, two podcasts together. And so we'd actually started another podcast before we started This Is Us uh, the same year, though, in 2016. That's called TV Pilot Watching. And um, we actually renamed it now to Great TV Good Talk. And that just covers general TV. We give our commentary and kind of give more background info on some of our favorite TV shows. But This Is Us came to the network of NBC in the fall of 2016, and everyone was talking about it. <laughs> We'd watched it from the beginning, but I would go to my social media feeds just, just for general purpose, and everyone was talking about it, but they weren't talking to each other. And so a couple months later, I sat down with my husband and I said, I want people to talk to each other because it kind of feels like therapy. It feels like community. It, it would be fantastic if these people would engage each other. And honestly, we were really targeting our friends because that's why we started our podcast anyway, just to really inform our friends. I used to write a TV blog and a movie blog. And so I would just send out reviews to friends who would ask the question, hey, Key, what should I watch? You know, what's good out there? And so sometimes they would read or just text and, and I would be able to refer to what I'd previously covered. So this was another thing we thought, hey, this will be for our friends. And we decided to record the first 10 episodes of This Is Us in a week. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Clyde and I say that it almost cost us our marriage. It was a very interesting <laughs> experiment to record 10 episodes in seven days, but we wanted to catch up um, on, on making sure that we had an episode to match each actual television episode. And so we started this just for the community and it's just been a great experience. That's awesome. And I love, you know, that you do it together, you know, with your husband, you, you guys are hilarious cracking me up throughout the episode, but then you also, you know, as a screenwriter, you know, bring um, that kind of in-depth background perspective that I don't always, um, you know, pick up the first time that I'm watching it. Um, So I really appreciate that about your show too. Oh, thanks. Yeah. The whole thing was that my husband dubbed me the professional and he's the fan. And so (laughs) it really just came out of also our living room conversations that we naturally, people don't like to watch TV with us because we pause a lot and dissect. and, um, (laughs) And so my husband's a natural talker. He can talk about anything, but he knew the one thing he could get me on a podcast about was TV and film. And so this is us made it easy. That's great. Well, I'm really glad he talked you into it. <laughs> Good. So then I thought what we could do today, um, since mom's changing the world kind of looks at things through, you know, the mom lens and the mother perspective. Um, I thought that, you know, this show that kind of brought you and I together this is us would be a really kind of fun way to dive in a little bit and talk about each of the mothers and the mother roles that we've gotten to know over these, these past years. And I should say that we, um, the summer of 2020, when we were recording this, this is us has aired through season four and is getting ready to go into season five. So they're spoiler alert that we're talking about everything that's happened, you know, up until this point. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it and then come back. And so what we were going to do is, you know, try to have in some ways a higher level, you know, your show does a good job of episode by episode breaking down what happens. But since we're at a point in between, you know, in between seasons, it is a nice chance to step back, you know, review a little bit, big picture, you know, the different mothers in the the show. So of course the main mother to start with would be, you know, the, the matriarch, Rebecca. And I think, she, you know, we meet her and we kind of start off the show with her giving birth to her triplets. And the show takes us on, you know, basically the journey of, of these triplets' lives. But it is interesting because we meet the triplets as adults on that first episode in the pilot, you know, that, you know, we all love if you're a fan of the show. And then throughout the seasons and the episodes, we are able to flash back to their childhood, elementary years, middle school years, and then even flash forward. And so they use that kind of as the way that they tell these stories. And so it's pretty incredible as someone, I personally just love the whole childhood and how we know that even as adults, some, many of our patterns, many of our challenges tie back, we can tie it directly back to things that have happened in our childhood. And so for the mother, Rebecca, yeah, we, we started off in season one with more uh, dad kind of being the front and center. You know, Jack, the, the husband, was kind of the, um, the main one in the story because we find out soon that he's not alive in the quote-unquote present day of the story. Um, so in some ways, she took, to me, she took a really background character or background seat. And I think mothers um, can sometimes you know, fall into a more background supporting role uh, character um, as we've seen from Rebecca's past. 
Absolutely. I think the writers did a really fantastic job of showing Jack's big gestures early on, um, which obviously, you know, has made a significant impact on the the lives of his three kids or their three kids. And so we really did not know a lot about Rebecca and her mothering early on. um, And especially because I think what we discovered later on was that she had this whole artistic path that she was planning to follow her music and how that didn't work out. Um, And then she fell in love with Jack and started this, this family journey. And so I think that's, that's an interesting part of her too, that even when we do find out about her, it takes a while to understand what her life was like before and how much a part of her is music. And in season four, we see her journey with Kevin as she's battling her uh, health issues and how much she was influenced by Joni Mitchell and all those people. And it's just fascinating the depths and layers that that we're still discovering about Rebecca and her character. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've done a really good job at bringing her farther and farther forward and showing how she really has impacted you know, all the characters, all the children characters that, you know, we've grown to love, um, you know, Kate, Kevin, Randall, and then, you know, because they've gotten married or have, you know, significant others, we see those relationships and then grandchildren. And she, I think, was able to be really, I think, a really good mom to her children at the different stages. And she did make that sacrifice to put a lot of her own, you know, journey, her own maybe, you know, career ambitions or aspirations, because she actually, if I remember correctly, didn't necessarily want to have kids right away, or she didn't even know she wanted to be a mother. And so I think a lot of people can relate sometimes to, to that as well. And yet, becoming a mom, she she did, and she really poured herself into it. And sometimes I, especially early on, felt like she got kind of the, a lot of the commentary and critique in the show. I'd agree with that. Yeah, because Jack was like perfect Jack. And then it was like, well, does that mean Rebecca's not perfect Rebecca? But I actually really like how eventually it seemed very balanced for her. Mm -hmm. You know, the decision that she made uh, by not telling Randall about his biological father. I mean, that's still, you know, something that that people take sides on. And I get it. It's it's an incredibly hard decision and it affected um, years, decades of, 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 of these two actually coming together. But I, I love how they show her flaws and her heart. And I do think she's a great mom. And I love seeing what she was like in young motherhood, what she was like after the tragedy of Jack's death and how she just, she's such a boss in those moments. You know, she told Miguel to shut down the tears that they really need to be there for the kids. And, um, and now as a grandparent, how she gets down um, with her kids and, and is all up in their business, uh, but respectfully, right? Like she treats them with a, a care and a respect and, um, and she is just so for her family. It's really a beautiful thing. Yeah. I did want to say that for Rebecca, she also is, I think, one of the biggest cheerleaders for her kids. And I think we saw that um, as much as she maybe um, struggled, right, to understand or connect with some of the different challenges that each of our children 
would have along the way. I think she definitely shined as a, um, you know, she kind of knows how to encourage them when they need it in their adult lives and uh, does an amazing, you know, just an amazing job at helping them see what sometimes they're struggling to see in the moment. For sure. Yeah. Great. So then if we move on to her daughter, she has one daughter, Kate. Yeah, I think, you know, I think I could relate to to Kate in, in different ways along the seasons. But I think, you know, in the second episode, I think the big three where that you were introduced to the young kids, you know, she, we see immediately where some of her, her challenges on weight, you know, are, are already at play. And, you know, she got the, I think the cantaloupe for breakfast and the, the boys got the fun cereal, right? And so I think I, you know, I could definitely, you know, feel for her, uh, being, you know, a child that grew up on every fad diet that was coming through, you know, the 80s and the 90s. And so I think she's had a, a tough journey um, just in her own life, but then into becoming a, a mother um, struggling with weight and how that impacted her fertility journey. Yeah, Kate's storyline is one that I actually don't feel like is explored enough on in media. Um, I love that they went there. Um, and I love that her partner um, was also overweight. And so they had to, you know, he had to get tested as well and see how that was affecting him. Because I think a lot of things want to make it look like it's only the woman's challenge, but it takes two to tango, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's that's also terribly interesting. Um Kate's miscarriage was heartbreaking. And um, it's one of those things that I think in our world, we just don't talk about enough. It's not until one's really in motherhood or around many mothers that you start to hear how uh, frequently miscarriages occur and how uh, much of a part of many women's lives they are. And um, that's part of one of the reasons I love this is us is that I really feel like they try to attack every issue and um, and really build a conversation around it. And so it has been really um, interesting to see Kate's journey for sure. It has. I think her her story has also touched on mental health in that you know she had to definitely grapple with her own kind of mental health journey um, through the the years, but also her husband. So her husband Toby struggled uh, with depression quite a bit. And so um, we saw being a wife in that, you know, that moment um, or that season, how she, again, kind of as a, as a mother and wife, sometimes you, you have to you know, be that, that support for other people in, in their life and in your journey. I agree. And now that she is raising a, uh, a child who um, is blind They've just, they've done some great things with showing um, how your decision to push forward really does affect the dynamic of the family. You know, she decided, yeah, you know, he's blind and this is, this is what it is. And so how are we going to make this great? Like, how are we going to, what do we need to do? What kind of research do we need? What classes do we need to take? What kind of you know, places that we just need to put ourselves out there in order to really understand, okay, this is a challenge. Yeah. But our life doesn't have to be run by this and it's not over. And I love how she and her husband um, have very quickly figured out how to 
really infuse like health and love and fun into their lives. Yeah. I think um, they've done, like you said, they've done with her story. What I think a lot of people have wanted with Kate is that they wanted her story to be about more than just weight. Cause it's easy to focus on that, you know, um, that story for her. And so I'm glad that they've, layered in the you know, marriage they layered in the child and, and they layered in the special needs child as well which is its own you know unique um, experience and like you said mom, you know she set the tone um, pretty early on for you know this this is a situation you know he's still our son and we love him so much and we are going to do whatever it takes to give him the best life possible and the nice thing about the show is we, we did get to flash forward and see that that the tone she set early on and how they were going to raise him paid off in the end. Yeah, and what a reward, right? Like, we don't get that in real life. Mm-hmm. And so uh, and th- that, that was thrilling to so many of us to see, wow, it's not just a healthy person in the house who's musically inclined and maybe plays on Christmas, <laughs> which is all great, but this guy affects thousands of people and he has this fantastic career and he's really good at it. And so um, it is super encouraging to see how like that one decision to just push forward just made all the difference. Really did. And this is, yeah, this is also a good chance. I think to talk about the relationship between Kate and Rebecca, because um, that mother daughter relationship can, can definitely, you know, be full of drama as the show you know, plays out, but it's, it's an important, you know, special one. They definitely have their, their challenges um, with, and I think Kate, I think idealized her mom or, or, and then felt like she never could like relate or never could meet up or measure up to her mom, um, in the looks and in the weight and in the singing as well. And so it's, it was, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to see that in the younger years. Yeah, it was hard to see. And even in their older years, like yeah. they're still working on some of that stuff. Kind of feel like Kate and Rebecca need their own like set of therapy sessions <laughs> uh, to deal with that. But I do appreciate how honest they've become with each other. Um, I remember two beautiful moments. One, when Rebecca showed up after the miscarriage without telling Kate that she was coming because she knew Kate needed her mom and that's really who she needed. You know, of course, Rebecca had also lost a baby and so she could relate on more than one level on what that feels like and what it does. And, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, how Kate just melted when she opened the door to her mom. That was mm-hmm. fantastic. But then also when Rebecca is dealing with the diagnosis of dementia and they're sitting by the pool and she tells Kate what's happening and that she wants to seize the day and how Kate just looked at this woman who she's loved all these years. And that was just a beautiful and very touching and authentic moment that you think that you hope that you have with your parent. If you still have your parent, you hope that you have that where, you know, you both can be there for each other. Truly. Yeah. It's beautiful. And really, yeah how it should be um, that they can grow and evolve and mature. And there is something really special about your mom as you become a mom. Um, and I know, you know, even personally, you know, I had a good relationship with my mom before I became a parent, but I think going through the process of having my own children helped me to understand my mom better. And then she, like uh, Rebecca was there for Kate, you know, my mom was there for me 
for, you know, both of our deliveries and um, just was so instrumental, you know, afterwards and, and all of those transitions that you think you're ready for sometimes, <laughs> but in some ways there's some special times when you just need your mom. For sure. All right. So then moving on to Beth, she is, she's a fun one. I love how, you know, she, Beth married to Randall. Well, we refer to them often as R&B. You know, she just has always been from the very first episode, you see her kind of back to back with uh, the Randall character um, and they are looking at their kids and they, they just have this groove. They, they are looking at their kids. They're, you know, giving each other the, the play-by-play of what's happening on the soccer fields, and then they're switching. And at the same time, you know, he's able to to tell her what he's you know doing in, in search of his biological father, who he's been searching for. Um, and that just is the beginning of us growing to, I think, love their their dynamic as a couple and seeing you know Beth as a mom. Beth is my favorite. Um, <laughs> I think I just relate to her on a lot of levels. All the actors are great. Many more. Chrissy Matz are fantastic. Susan Kalichi Watson, really in real life and on screen, there are just so many, just little connections and dots and just the mannerisms that she does that I, I find intriguing. She is fun. She's serious. She doesn't play. She does it, you know, but it's it's in a way of like when something's really serious, she goes hard for her own. She's truthful. Uh, she's authentic. She will take charge, but also know when to back off and let someone fall on their face because that's what needs to happen in that moment. I just I just love the, the the dynamics of her character and her mothering journey has been interesting. But I think it, it's also interesting how she how she parents people who aren't her kids. I'd say, you know, her her relationship with Rebecca, who's her mother-in-law, is very fascinating to me because Rebecca's the matriarch. She's not necessarily used to anyone telling her what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. But when Kate was giving birth and it was, you know, still nerve-wracking because of the previous loss, Rebecca stuffed a donut. I mean, uh, Kate, uh, Beth stuffed a donut in Rebecca's face. And she was like, you got to eat. You got to eat this now. I'm not taking no for an answer. Um, and I love how even though you have children, you can still nurture others and see what others need in that moment. And it, it is as beautiful and as rich as parenting her two girls. I've loved seeing you know, the hair challenges between her and her girls. And when they, um, when uh, Tess wanted to cut her, all her hair off and, and Beth let her with some reservation, but she, but she did, she did let her. And, you know, the multiple hair braiding sessions, the kitchen table, those are, those are, um, those are just all really fun and authentic parts of being a black mom of black kids. And even though we are not our hair, we don't always have to talk about hair. I love that they've included those very just everyday moments in in Beth and her parenting. Agreed, agreed. I think she, um, like you said, knows knows when to kind of nurture and encourage, but also knows when to to kind of call you out. You know, I think she's uh, she's been the the tough mom when it's been appropriate. I think most recently in this last season. You know, her husband Mandel was going through his own anxiety journey, and 
some of the time she was definitely understanding and supportive but in, in me i was kind of like you know i feel like she needs to like say something more and when the time came she she did speak up for kind of her family and and really for therapy um basically letting you know Randall know that therapy is as much for you as it is for me as your wife and i need you to to do this as well i think probably the biggest effect though of beth it's her own journey, which is interesting. It's not always in relation to who she's parenting, who she's married to, mm-hmm. but going from a point where she thought she knew what she wanted to do. She lost her job. She went through this whole season of pretending like it was okay. And it really wasn't. And we are in the audience were privileged enough to see that, mm-hmm. but coming to the point where she just really had to be honest about who she is and what she wanted and what her dreams were and having a conversation with her husband that her dreams are as important as his dreams. And I think that even though they hadn't really shown the effect of that on her daughters, that's going to be critical for them to be able to say to their partners, if they have any in life, that this really needs to be compromised, that you know, women's jobs are as important as men's jobs, their dreams are as important. And I just really love that we had those tough R&B episodes. I mean, they were tough. They were tough. We didn't know if Randall and Beth were going to make it, but I think they're essential to any conversation about family and marriage and career. Yeah, I feel like she definitely came through as the the shero, you know, when they were having to deal with, okay, how are we going to make all of our dreams a reality right now? Um, Her husband's running for city council and she also wants to start the dance dream that she had um, you know, kind of put under the, the radar as far as we knew it um, until that point in their marriage. And I did love how she was the one who figured it out for both of them, that she was able to find a place in Philly that could both support both of their dreams. She could start a studio there and he could not have that crazy commute to do his, his important work too of, of being city councilman. I think probably one of her most interesting mothering storylines have to do with Deja, which is not her biological kid. And when Deja um, and her biological mom, Shauna, were struggling back and forth and what that looked like. And when Beth welcomed Shauna into their home and said, you know, why don't you stay here tonight? And, and, and that was a really, I mean, that was a, it was a beautiful olive branch, you know, in a very tense situation where she didn't have to do that. But as a mom, she understands that bond and that relationship. And she wanted Shauna to see what Deja had in that home and their home and, and, and what life was like. And there was no reason to compete. You know, there wasn't a competition between them at that point. It was really for the benefit of Deja. And that just says a lot about what our potential as women can be. Absolutely. You're reminding me that, yeah, uh, the adoption storyline is a big one. And this is us all together. Um, Beth's husband, Randall, is adopted as a newborn. But um, I think, yeah, somewhere maybe season two, the idea came that, you know, Randall wanted to adopt, I think, after losing his own biological father. Um, And I think we thought, oh, they wanted to adopt a baby. But again, um, I think it was Beth who said, why don't we adopt an older kid, you know, which is a a whole different journey um, as well. And you're right that the way she navigated that with, Deja's, you know, biological mom and um, finding her place in this, you know, as as 
this woman's mom who already had a mom that she was really close to. You're right. It was a very, um, it was a very interesting dance, right? To watch her, you know, play through. And it really shows the benefit of a village, you know? Yes. It's, it's, it's it was, it was, it was a, it was a great storyline. Yeah. Yeah. It's been wonderful with that. And then, you know, most recently we've gotten to um, meet Beth's mom. Uh, Carol, I think they call her Mama C, and she's the Felicia Rashad character. And I, she brings, I think, what's neat about her is she she brings some like a lot of that kind of you know, grandeur of being the Cosby mom, you know, almost into the character because we don't see her a lot. Um, but she, um, you know, kind of brings a lot of that maturity and that wisdom um, into this character. And um, and you see, I feel like you see Beth. A different side of Beth when her when we introduced the mom, both as a child and, and even as an adult. Mama C is is a force. She really <laughs> is beautiful, and it's lovely. And it's actually really interesting because the way Mama C is with Beth is is a whole thing, but the way Mama C with is with Randall is very interesting as well. Her son in law what that dynamic is like. Specifically, I'm thinking of when Beth was opening the dance studio. And she had opinions about how it should go down. And Randall had opinions about how it should go down. And they differed. And and how Randall was able to respectfully disagree and even challenge whether or not Carol liked and respected him. Um, And just to see the change of their relationship over those those small moments. I really do hope we get more of Mama C. I think she is, I mean, Felicia Shaw is amusing, but Mama C having that dynamic um, is, is pretty great, especially for Randall who has lost a mom, never met his biological mom and is losing one now, you know, at least toward the future storylines um, or the current and future storylines. And so it would be interesting to see what their relationship could be like. Agreed. Agreed. And they use Mama C's character in a very interesting way. Um, when they're meeting in college because Seth and Randall are both and yeah, re- re- meeting at a time when they've lost their fathers. And so we see how Mama C is coping with that and how she's really had to just, you know, kind of kind of step into that and um, how she kind of didn't, didn't have time for a lot of tears, it seemed like, and she just had to do what she had to do. Um, where I think um, Rebecca was going through it and maybe gain some inspiration from seeing another mom going through the same journey. Yeah, they did a great job um, with showing both widows and how they uh, engaged with this differently and how their sensibilities were different. And, um, and neither, neither of those were wrong. They were just different. And um, I love that that's how they came into each other's lives, actually. Yeah. But we haven't seen them together in present day, have we? I don't think so. Yeah. 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 Foggy, if you're out there. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they do something, um, like you said, because it, they're in a unique time when they're you know, kind of losing, we're losing Rebecca um, in the next couple of seasons in an interesting way, you know, due to her dementia, Alzheimer's. And we, you know, I think everybody's going to need, <laughs> you know, the additional mother support, right? Um, mother, yeah, the mother-in-law, um, Mama C, Grandma, I think they're going to need her in some special ways, right? And 
So then if we move on to the uh, Yvette, we kind of have a, a, a mom that was a mother figure in Randall's life. I should say here that I actually went to school with uh, the woman who plays Yvette, uh, uh, who's married to Sterling K. Brown. We were, all three of us were at Stanford at the same time. Kind of overlapped circles and um, in recent years, I have been able to, to see and say hi to, to the Yvette, you know, the woman who plays Yvette. I really love that they introduced her in that first season because I think Randall needed needed a, a mom like her in his life because he was so searching and hungry you know, as being the only black person in a white family. He was so hungry and searching for somebody who could relate to him and who could understand um, what it, it meant to grow up black in that town. And so when they all kind of meet at the pool, and that, that episode is, is still one of my favorite episodes. Um, it's it's a nice it's nice to see that he kind of gains this extended mom uh, in his life during that the season when he really needs it. Yes, um, Ryan Michelle Bathay is fantastic. I really enjoy her in multiple performances that I see. She is just so dynamic, and I and I really appreciated Miss Yvette being a character that they employed early on, um, and, and and even when. Rebecca didn't quite know what to do with the information that Miss Yvette was giving her about Randall. She understood the value and the heart where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually see Miss Yvette a few times when Randall is looking at different schools and Jack isn't sure what to do. And um, I just love the realness that comes with Miss Yvette's character and how Ryan Michelle Bathe plays her. I would have loved to see a little bit more of her mothering with her kids. Um, that would have been an interesting like dynamic and even comparison, you know, but it is only an hour show. And so I understand the constraints that they have, but hopefully we'll get to see her in maybe some of the future seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I echo that. I wish they had done more, but the nice thing is there's opportunity still. You know, the kids are still at that age you know, when they show them in the I think, middle school years where she may have played a bigger you know, role than we've been able to see so far. So I do hope that they're able to bring her back uh, as well and see more of that character. Right. And then I think our last mom is uh, Madison. She's kind of a, the mom-to-be in the crew right now and almost, yeah, almost a, a bonus because... We have this woman who we met first met at the support group uh, over kind of the Overeaters Anonymous support group with Kate and Toby, and she was you know the, the slender one in that group. And so everybody's kind of like, "What are you doing here?" And we've come to find that she you know she has her own eating disorder you know challenges and journey that she's on, and she becomes a good friend to Kate, and they're able to really you see Madison really stand up for Kate during. You know, important times when she Kate really needed a friend to be there for her. And so now she's about to embark on that journey herself. It'll be really interesting to see what they do with Madison's character. You know, I don't, it, it, we've gotten a little bit of her throughout the seasons. She's obviously playing a bigger role now as uh, she ends Kevin's character will be having twins together. I want to see more of Madison. Um, I want to see more of her family because I think that will help us kind of understand maybe how she grew up and um, all the things that inform her. I think it'll be interesting if they actually talk about 
what it is like for someone with an eating disorder to, um, especially like her, her end of an eating disorder to be pregnant and gain weight and what that is like, it, you know, that might not be NBC content. That might be HBO content. <laughs> it won't go there, but it, it, it would be interesting to see that in my head. She's going to be a fun mom um, mm-hmm. because she's already very playful and silly and things like that. Um, I, I also wonder if they will really give us like a postpartum look for her, mm-hmm. like what postpartum, I don't know that they've done that that much, mm-hmm. like what postpartum anxiety looks like. And then, you know, they've obviously done multiples before. So it'll be interesting to see how her motherhood differs from what we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I think she will also bring the perspective of having, you know, she, she talked the way they told us about the pregnancy. Yeah, she was talking to her doctor in the season finale of season four, you know, she's just like, I didn't think this would happen. I didn't think I would get the opportunity, you know, to be a mom. So this is a surprise in multiple ways. And so to me, I saw her character, you know, grow, especially from kind of the beginning of what we saw of her, you know, being just much more superficial and being, she was often kind of the comic relief in the episodes, but I feel like, you know, they've grown her character. And she, to me, just really resonated with, the, this just humble appreciation to even get the chance to be pregnant to, and to be a mom. So I, I think we are going to get to know quite a bit about her. I agree. She, you know, Kevin's got to be the fun dad. He's a fun uncle. So it, it makes sense <laughs> that together they would be. But at the same time, you know, I, I, it, I, I wonder if they're going to make it as a, a couple together. I mean, I think it sounds like Kevin is, and they are definitely going to try when it comes to, you know, having a relationship for each other, uh, she's probably the you know, pregnant fiance that we've they, you know, hinted at. And they, I think we'll try to, to make it work. But I, I wonder if they are the kind of end game for, for Kevin in the long run and how much of the mothering aspect we'll see because they may end up, you know, instead of mothering together, like we've seen the other couples, they might have to do that co-parenting, which would be another story that they haven't really tackled into. I agree. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. It will be really interesting. And she's also the first unmarried mom as a main character. And so, you know, we saw flashbacks of Randall's mom and dad, but a biological mom and dad, but we haven't really had a current present day storyline about an unmarried mother. And so even though, you know, we think that she is the fiance, maybe they don't make it to the island. And so what conversations, you know, are they going to bring up with that? And then also the co-parenting, if their relationship doesn't work out, what does that look like? And I think that would also be terribly fascinating because we don't have a divorced couple or, you know, a co- unmarried co-parenting couple dynamic in the show. And that is, is a reality for our world. Right. And so, you know, know, just exploring that and those conversations and that dynamic and those challenges and and the beauties of that as well. So I, I actually am very interested to see if they will not end up together, but also still have a co-parenting relationship. I, um, you know, I think tying things all together, I think one of the interesting things that comes up as far as mothering and motherhood goes is, you know, I think they joke about it sometimes is that, you know, mom, you know, I'm going to be the reason that you're going to be in therapy someday, right? And I think it's interesting how, again, another favorite episode or scene is the therapy episode with 
uh, Kevin when they all go to the family kind of family intervention when he's um, he kind of hit rock bottom with his alcoholism and drug use. And they had to really all kind of for the first time confront each other about how you know, he confronted his mom about how his mom has impacted his upbringing and impacted his substance abuse and all of that. And so um, I think the show is, you know, as you mentioned earlier on, is the kind of therapy for each of us as we listen and walk alongside these characters and these moms. But um, it does give us some, uh, yeah, it does give us some examples or some situations of how, um, you know, how important that mom role is in each of these children's lives. Absolutely so important. And, you know, especially since we just spoke about Madison last, I think another important part of her storyline is that she doesn't necessarily feel worthy of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a lot, a, a, a thing that people struggle with in marriage and outside of marriage and motherhood. And so it, it'll really be interesting to see that love dynamic between her and her children. And I, and I hope that that becomes a beautiful thing, even if it's a struggle at first. Sure. So absolutely. Yeah. And because I do think that this is us in many ways is a, is a telling of kind of a, the love story between mother and children and how it played out differently for each of Rebecca's children. But I, I absolutely agree and, and resonate with that. And I'm very excited to see how things will play out. And, you know, right now it's, it, I think you see as a mother, you're constantly giving, like it doesn't end when kids turn 18 or it doesn't end when they go off to college, right? I feel like with Rebecca, she's, you know, give, she's moved across the country so that she could help Kate you know, raise her, you know, her child, she's, and then now, you know, specific with Randall, um, is really, in many ways, kind of of gave in to what he wanted for her therapy and treatment, even though she made it clear that that's not what she wanted or envisioned her, her end of kind of life journey to be. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else that you wanted to, to say or share about the This Is Us Moms as we wrap up today? I mean, I love this conversation. I, I never really thought about doing a podcast episode just about the This Is Us Moms. I think, you know, we've explored some things, some patterns, but also seeing how they are all very different. And so thank you. Thank you for, you know, letting us have this conversation. Wonderful. Thanks. And we'll catch you on, uh, I guess, season five when This Is Us returns. (laughs) Yes, whenever that is. (laughs) Thanks again. Thank you. For listening to Moms Changing the World with host Akua Walker. The information shared on this show is meant for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitute for medical intervention or professional therapy. All views shared on the show are that of the speakers only and do not represent any institution. To be a part of the community, visit www.momschangingtheworld.org. There you'll find ways to connect with and support the moms we interview. Join us next time for more encouragement and support to be a mom changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for listening.